Hello and welcome to TNWKS, the Now We Know show, the show where we discuss a topic of interest and by the end we will have learnt something new and hopefully you will too. I'm Zach. Okay, it's it's okay everybody, it's okay. I'm Buzz. I'm Jack. Don't panic. And don't panic, <laughs> that was a recording yes. of the new government's early warning alert system. Yeah, everything is fine, hopefully. Yeah, we hope so. (laughs) That's what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. enjoy the now we know show podcast support zach world productions on patreon or join our members on youtube for early access ad-free content and exclusive episodes so as you know this week guys was the week where we had the new government's early warning alert system yes woke everybody up at and you, 3 p.m you heard a little bit of it at on the St. beginning George's of the yeah. And yeah and we we, we uh, just previewed that alarm at the beginning of the episode mm. and that's what we're going to be talking about on this particular preppers episode so before we get into that it's time for you guessed it everyone's favorite word of the week 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 is all about old English words we don't use anymore. All you have to do is write down what you think it means in the comments. We will then reveal what it means at the end of the episode so you can find out if you got it right. I don't think I've got a single one of these right yet. No, I haven't. I'm, in I'm fact, waiting. I got one so wrong that I got slapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So the word of the week talk this to, week. What is the word of the week? Is, that? is Talk to HR about that. Nabble. Nabble. Yes. Nabble. <laughs> N-A-B-B-E. L-E, nabble. 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 Yes. It's almost nipple. <laughs> you're, you're mine, Jack. <laughs> Honestly, this is supposed to be a fun PG podcast nipple. talking about imminent disasters, <laughs> so, yeah, early warning systems, everybody. prepping, and most nip- wholesome topics. And you've got to talk about nipples. <laughs> a nipple is the part could of the, be. the human be, anatomy. It could, it could have got nipple rash. Maybe, it's a, nipple. maybe it could yeah, be that, a form that, of early warning system. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. nipple alarm. <laughs> the nipple alarm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that big nipple gun in Star Wars. <laughs> they did. Fly the giant boob nipple gun. <laughs> that was a reference right, to okay. Enough of going. the nipples now. Enough <laughs> of the nipples, guys. The word is nabble. Nabble. And we'll find out what nabble means at the end of the episode. Okay. Nabble. I don't know. It's something that happens after the fallout has, has gone. <laughs> yeah. All the nipples s- have been blown off. <laughs> and you've got to scramble around for some nabble. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> we're back. It's a preppers, preppers podcast. And... I think this is Jack's first... I think it might podcast. be. I, I can't remember. See, normally we we've done get, so many of these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> normally it's it's Jack Harris. Yeah, it's Prepper, Prepper Jack. Jack. Oh, Your okay. normal Jack. Your normal Jack. Substitute Jack. Jack. <laughs> Jack I mean, Zach. Oh, Zach. <laughs> we have we have such similar names. Zach, Jack, Jack, Buzz. Yeah. Another Jack. Another Jack. <laughs> and there's a Toby in there as well. And Chaz. And the Chaz. Yeah. yeah. And everybody else out there. <laughs> thank you, everyone who's been on the Now We Know Show podcast so far. And thank you to all those who will be on the podcast. Podcast. That's the attitude. That's yes. the attitude. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the government's early warning alert system. Yes, that went off on Sunday. Sunday on St George's Day, three p.m. Well, mine went off at two fifty-nine p.m. Right. We're talking about <laughs> it, and the reason we're talking about it, you might think, well, hang on, this isn't new news, but it is important prepper news because if you are a prepper, and obviously we try and keep our prepping away from the doomsday prepping. You know, 
idea that, that people think of doomsday preppers and think of... Prep- yeah, people actually want the world to end. You know, uh, we are more practical preppers, mm. yeah? So you will prep, for example, if you are uh, living in an area which is, you know, potentially a highly at risk of flooding and things, you might want to have particular preps mm. to help you in that situation. Overcome obviously. adversity. Yeah, or you might be in a you know situation where you live somewhere where you in the summer you get regular wildfires and things like that and you would prep accordingly. You know, so prepping for things. And, and of course, as we've mentioned before on the podcast, a lot of people got caught out with the pandemic. Yeah. It's something that has now happened, could happen again. And of course, all the shelves were stripped out of the shops and people didn't have this and didn't have that. Oh, yeah, petrol. You know, petrol. so... You do, you, know, do you think there's been a sort of increase in awareness of prepping since the pandemic? Uh, I, I, in a way, I'd like to think so, mm. and I'd hope so, because as I've said again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, but uh, in many countries, prepping is encouraged for the populace to make sure they have at least up to two months' worth of preps mm. in case there is a national emergency. Yeah. That it's not some kind of cookie, you know, doomsday prepper thing to think about prepping. But unfortunately, as always, if you watch TV programs and things like that. It's kind of been popularised in that yeah, sense. Yeah, and they kind yeah. of try and put this um, focus on somebody who calls themselves a prepper as being a little bit of a... Uh, society outcast, a bit of a yeah, lives on the edge of society. Is a bit oh of a, no, that's, yeah, you just like described that. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but the, the the true nature of prepping is it's a, it's just a normal thing, uh, and of course, if you are prepping because you think that they could be the potential of a a natural disaster or uh, economic collapse or, or or anything, what better than to have an early warning system? Yeah. Mm. Precisely. So any preppers should be basically welcoming this government early warning system with open arms and going, woohoo! So great, we've got a warning. We haven't got a meteorite landing on our head tomorrow. Yeah, Don't get I mean, caught with your pants down. You know, well, that's the thing. And, and in the past, we did have, when I was growing up in the 70s, we did have a government-run early warning system, which was to do with the Cold War. And that was obviously because of uh, the threat of nuclear war, mm. um, which we'll get onto. We'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. But first, but first, let's talk about the one that went off on Sunday. Not uh, the nuclear bomb. The, not uh, the, the nuclear bomb. bomb. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the early warning. I wonder uh, why you system. had three arms. <laughs> yeah, well, we so, don't know. This episode. Well, by so the time the, this episode comes out, <laughs> the one I was used to as a kid, we didn't have mobile phones. Mm. So I'll tell you about that later. But of course, this one. The majority of, of the populace has mobile phones. Yeah. And so this alert system, that's the system it works on. It sends out an emergency alert to your mobile phones. And, it was and kind of interesting because we kind of conducted our own little test on that, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did. And in fact, we can listen to that a little bit later. Yeah, it was on, it was on various devices. We kind of lined them up on a table hmm. and just to see what they were going to do. What yeah. the spread was like. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had uh, one mobile phone that was completely you know, switched on. Full volume, mm. just, yeah, just uh, idle. A, a tablet that has also got its own mobile data. Mm. Uh, we had one mobile phone which was completely switched off, which yeah. obviously, for obvious reasons, you think isn't going to do anything. Yeah. And then we had one mobile phone that was on complete mute. Right. I just wanted to see that, and yeah. we recorded that, and we'll we'll play yeah, the we'll results. I tell you what, why don't we just play the results right now? Yes. Okay. Phone is going. Tablet's going. 
Yes, the phone that is on mute is also ringing. I don't know if we can see this. Uh... This is a test of emergency alerts, a new UK government service that will warn you if there's a life-threatening emergency nearby. In a real emergency, follow the instructions in the alert to keep yourself and others safe. Visit gov.uk slash alerts for more information. This is a test. You do not need to take any action. Well, that was very interesting. I believe that was the phone here which actually did that speech uh, notification. Only one of these devices did. I'm sure it was the phone and not tablet. The phone that was on mute certainly did hear an alarm on it, but there was no speech alert came out of that. This is a test of emergency alerts, a new UK government service that will warn you if there is a life-threatening emergency nearby. In a real emergency, follow the instructions in the alert to keep yourself and others safe. Visit gov.uk alerts for more information. This is a test. You do not need to take any action. So that was the test. And as you can see, uh, you know, the devices went off apart from the one that, that, that wasn't on mm. for obvious reason. And uh, the one that was on mute, it bypassed the mute. I think my phone might have been on silent, actually. Mm -hmm. So, uh, And that, that was one of the things that was in the media they were concerned about people that might be in abusive relationships. Yes. Uh, or people that have got a hidden phone mm. and they were worried that uh, an emergency alert might set that phone off and then that would alert their partner to the fact that they've got this hidden phone. Yeah. Uh, which is completely understandable. And but so, if the meteorite's going to go off... Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. But <laughs> yeah, the meteorite's well, going to go off. I mean, know. a nuclear the, the strike's going to hit. The difference was we knew that this one was just a test. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, I, think this that's was I suppose, yeah. yeah. Okay, this was a test. in that sense, yes. But let, let's just look at that scenario. I can see how that would or could cause a big problem for an individual. And the driving one as well. I heard mm. a lot of people talk about or what, being, whilst people were driving. Yeah. yeah, I didn't actually think of that. Yeah. Um, but then again, if, if now people are aware of it, then if suddenly an alarm goes off, maybe yeah. they wouldn't be as shocked as, as mm. they would. But, but going back to that one, if, if you've got a hidden phone, um, obviously we proved that if your phone is on mute, mm. then you still... It would have gone off. It would have gone off. I have heard, though, that although I put that phone on mute, I heard that obviously if you put it onto um, uh, plane mode... Airplane mode, yeah. Airplane mode, then that cuts the signal out. Right. Okay. That well, would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense. So then you wouldn't get that alarm signal. So if anybody's listening, you know, there's a tip put it on airplane mode. Actually, however, don't put it on airplane mode if, just in case there's an emergency. Well, yeah, but however, I, I kind of thinking about this, uh, maybe we could discuss this. If, if you had an abusive partner and you guys, you know, you'd hidden a phone, mm. would you leave that phone switched on? Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. well, my, my, my point is, is if I was hiding a phone, I kind of wouldn't have it. Turned on all the time, yeah, all the yeah. time. So the only time I would, I suppose, we can't just in, yeah, just in case something like that happened. I suppose it's just the hypothetical question, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, I know. I, 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 no, I can, I can really understand that, and I, I totally sympathise with anybody out there that might find themselves in that situation. But I was just trying to think about that logically. Yeah. Would I actually have that phone on? I mean, you certainly wouldn't have that phone on and have it, so it would be, uh, it would start ringing. Mm -hmm. You'd either have it on and have it on mute, but. The thing is, if you had a phone, would you be ex and you're hiding phone? Would you expect somebody to ring you on that phone, or are you using that phone simply because you you've got a phone that you know your partner can't check? Yeah, because they might be one of those people that regularly force you to give them mm. your phone to check that yeah you know, if they're that paranoid. Mm. So you've got this phone where you can contact people on it, but would you expect people 
to ring you on that phone. So if they're not expect, if you're not asking people to ring you on it because you don't want it to be discovered, you're going to probably keep the phone switched off. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. Maybe but, going back to the feel, emergency alert. I feel yeah. sorry for anyone that was in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, so that that's covered that aspect. I mean, that yeah. test I think was was a valid one that we. Yeah. We what What did we think about it? Well, did we think it was a good thing? Well, I personally think yes. Yeah. You know, mm. perspective. It. It. I, I'm going to reflect one of the. Uh, I asked people to give me feedback immediately mm. after we'd had that test. I definitely think that it was better to have it than not. Yeah, well, that was exactly it. Yeah. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Mm. Okay, so I think that was a quote from Aliens vs. Predator. <laughs> um, True Romance used it first. Well, it's a good old preppers, preppers <laughs> quote that goes back for many, Go years. many, many years. <laughs> like two is one and one is not. It was written on the... <laughs> yeah, it was in stone somewhere, yeah. on a tablet. It was foretold to <laughs> the preppers of was, old. It was the 11th commandment <laughs> yeah. that unfortunately got dropped on the way down. <laughs> you know, so anyway, um, yeah, so for the best part, uh, personally, I, I think, yes, I have, I've got no personal reason to think that it isn't anything but a good thing. However, I'm not the only person with an opinion and a lot of people that gave me feedback gave me kind of reasonable feedback some strange feedback and then there was some that was maybe more on the extreme end mm. everybody's allowed to have an opinion of though. course so you know no names no pack drill on this one but i just thought i'd go through it because obviously yeah. it's a relatively new thing it'd be interesting to hear this so i had over 40 comments about the emergency That's a lot. Uh, broadcast yeah. system and uh yeah so a lot of people came back with that it's better to have it mm. okay i had one person that came back to me once they'd received that alert mm. and once the alert was received it actually gave you the option whether you wanted to turn it on or off right whether you wanted to receive them again in okay. the future and they liked the idea that they actually gave you that option i do yeah i don't think mine had that option uh, but, well yeah. do you know it's interesting you say that jack because in that test that we recorded mm. it was only one phone that actually, actually said spoke. Now, oh, okay. when yours went off, was it just the alarm? It was just the high-pitched sort of alarm sound, yeah. And then with the text written on the screen. Yes, with the sort of yellow yeah. uh, warning sound. That's what happened on the, all the devices we had on, mm. did the alarm and the text. One device actually read out. Yeah, I think that was my was phone? phone. My phone, yeah. Started oh, wow. to re- read out the whole thing for mm. you. Was it kind of like a pre-recorded voice or was it like an AI voice well yeah uh, text to speech obviously you've heard it in the test so uh, I assume that it was I think it was kind of an automated voice automated voice right yeah Yeah. which was very interesting but again the the feedback was that somebody was pleased that it gave you the option if you didn't know you could turn it off that it gave you the option to turn it off because Mm. I know that before the emergency alert system activated some people had already taken the option of going into their settings on their devices and disabling it. Yeah. So they never got it anyway because they turned it off. I think on iPhone, there is actually now a setting like purely just for the emergency alarm. There's kind of a switch whether you want it on or off. Mm-hmm. So you can go into your settings and quite literally turn it on or off. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure uh, about other... User's preference. Yeah. I yeah, think, I I think most, the same. most devices under notifications have the uh, facility to turn... Yeah. So if you didn't want to have this emergency alert system ringing on your phone, you can choose to turn it, disable it. And um, but on the opposite end, I know that some people didn't receive it. And one bit of feedback that came through saying that it was a good idea also said that they were concerned because at the time they were with their friends 
and some of the friends didn't even receive it. It didn't come through on their phones. I heard that, yeah. Uh, I've looked into that, and I don't quite know exactly whether it's to do with the operating system you're on, if you've got an older device, yeah. whether that had something to do with it. But at the time, it did seem that um, network, is it three? Yeah. Yeah, the, the mobile network three, that didn't receive it for some reason. Mm -hmm. But, don't, just to put that into perspective, this was a government test. Yeah. And so the data they get fed back from the test. They, they can improve it. They, that's the whole point. They mm. can then see why that didn't happen and then rectify it. So I've just pulled up on my phone the settings. Okay, and yours, is, yours is an I'm, iPhone. I'm on iPhone, yeah. Um, and I've got the option emergency alerts, so I can turn on extreme alerts or severe alerts. What's, the, di what's the difference? I don't know. That's the first time I've seen it. So <laughs> I know you can see they're both on. You're so. going to keep those on so you can find out what the difference <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. Well, hopefully I won't ever know. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you wouldn't need to know. <laughs> well, that's, that's the other thing about the new alert system is that whether you turn it off or don't turn it off, you may well never actually ever hear it ever again anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's the point. The point is, it's there to tell you if there's something wrong that's about yeah. to happen. And the first thing yeah. everyone would say if something really bad happened and no one knew about it, first thing people would say was, why wasn't I told? Why wasn't I told? <laughs> exactly. And, um, but I think the different, the, the, one of the big differences between this new alert system and what I was used to when I was a kid, but... Again, that was mainly to do with uh, the, the Cold War and the potential of a nuclear strike. Hmm. Um, is this is targeted? Right. Yeah. yeah. I think you had a question about that. Earlier. Uh, I was going to ask if it was like regional or is it just like a blanket notification that sent to the entire country? Ah, now that's the thing. If there was a national emergency, such as nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Let's just go <laughs> a to giant that. tsunami. You know, yeah, yeah something. Meteorite. You keep mentioning meteorites. Yeah. Meteorites heading towards Halsey. <laughs> yeah, Halsey <laughs> in Bedfordshire. Um, national. It would go national. But to answer your question, it is both national and regional. So, okay. if you were in, and again, this is some of the feedback that I had was about, ooh, you know, natural disasters. We hardly have any natural disasters in mm. the UK, so what's the point? I'll come back to that one again in a minute. But it's not, if you go onto the government website and look at the alert system uh, details, it's also for things such as terrorist attacks, which aren't natural disasters. Mm. So, mm. if you were in a major city and there was suddenly a bomb scare, they can hit all the mobile towers in mm. that area to yeah. notify everybody's phones to stay indoors. Quietly and calmly, yeah. get out of the area. That was going to be one of my questions was, does it sort of cover terrorist so, attacks and things? So if there was a, a threat or terrorist attack or something happened, um, and unfortunately, it's fair to say, they do and have yeah, and yeah. probably will happen again. Unfortunately. But it means that if something has happened in uh, central London... We wouldn't know about it here until we heard it on the news. Because we're, yeah. we're far away enough yeah. that it's not going to affect oh, us. The, the, yeah. the alert system isn't going to go like off. If there was like yeah. a, a fire or something that was like a couple of counties over from us, yeah. then we wouldn't be notified Probably about that because it wouldn't have any bearing on us at all. Exactly. Just, so that's how it works, which I like. That, yeah. that is a really good mm. thing that they can be focused on, on, on that. I just had a thought when you are discussing that. Maybe they could implement in the future maybe something that can alert like if you have a group of people in your phone sort of like family members if yep. they're in london and we're over here and something bad happens we could get some kind of mini alert to say that Ooh. 
a family member's alert system has triggered or something. Yeah, but yeah. then it comes into that kind of idea of you don't want people keeping tabs on your private things on your phone. No, I think, uh, well, that's... I kind of see what you're saying, but, for example, say that you were down in London. Keep You'd have to right. be... I, I'm not talking, like, anyone. No. I'm talking, like, you could add people that your close family members, like, mm. a tracking thing. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, we have a tracking exactly. thing on our exactly. devices. Uh, but I know a lot of people can get a bit, kind of, up in the air about tracking things. Yeah. Well, if you've got a young teenager or something who's going into London on their own yeah. or whatever, or with a group of mates, and then something bad happens, you yeah, kind of want to know pe- about People it. get really suspicious about being tracked. Yeah. Let's put it this way. If you've got a mobile phone, you're being tracked. Yeah. Google obviously. tracks you. <laughs> everybody tracks you. Uh, they're not meant to tell anybody where you are, but you can go onto Google and mm. you can activate to allow somebody else to know where you are if you want yeah. to, can't you? Google you can turn on you. your location and stuff. Exactly. So, but... Uh, if somebody is, uh, we had a, a friend of the family who's uh, another member of their family went missing, and so they were put out uh, on social media. Yeah, have you seen them? Please, if you see them, let us know. Let yeah. us know. Let us know. And I messaged them and said, you know, yeah, with the police, they, if he's, this person's got their phone on, yeah, the police should be able to just track and locate where the phone is. And true enough, the police had. Tried yeah. that, but the phone was off, right, so they couldn't yeah. do that. But that everybody can be tracked at any time yeah. under the right situation, if needs be. <laughs> sounds very sinister. Try, try not to. <laughs> yeah. If you want to be off grid, you need to get your mobile fro- phone, stamp on it, and throw it away. You yeah, know? get rid of it. Yeah. You know? If you don't want to be tracked, don't have a mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to be. So don't. It's like people that are on preppers. Facebook pages, you know, and they're saying, oh, this is all top secret, you know, we don't want to be known. You're on Facebook. <laughs> Everybody on Facebook, all your details are running through Facebook. Yeah. Big Brother knows about you guys. IP addresses, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. no, don't bring back the big them. The big them, <laughs> them yeah. They. The big them, they. Um, so, anyway, moving off the feedback. Um, so, again, uh, one person said they were shocked to find that there was nothing like this that was already in use. Yeah, yeah, you know? makes sense, yeah. So, for the majority, everybody had a positive feedback on it. Right. Okay, so that's good. So, again, totally 100% for it. And a friend of mine in Luxembourg came back and said that Luxembourg has a similar SMS alert system, and they've been very, very useful when they've had major disturbances since they've yeah. been living in, in Luxembourg. Luxembourg's a very small country, but they've had wildfires and floods and things, and, and they've had the alerts, and they found them to be very useful. Hmm. So, you know, and I know that I think a place like Holland use it, and in the States, some of the uh, different... Um, uh, Areas in the states like uh, Tornado Alley and places have them if there's tornadoes yeah. coming. So, Again, that makes sense. You know, so overall, great. But then you have, but then. <laughs> you have the darker side. The dark side. The darker side. Those people that go totally distrusting. Uh, and I had feedback such as, I'm disconnecting it off my phone because I don't trust the government. Right. Right. <laughs> I think the government probably know more about what, you than you think. What, what that means, I don't trust the government to tell me that there's a wildfire. Yeah. Or a meteor. Or you and your meteor. <laughs> or a terrorist attack happening in my area. I don't trust the government, so I'm going to turn it off. I it's also... I don't it's quite, a, quite understand that one, but there a, you go. Especially for this test, it's very much a like nationwide mm. thing. So the government aren't going to be tracking one person specifically. It's going no, to no. everybody. It's not... 
<laughs> going to this one person specifically. Warning! The meteor's <laughs> heading for you! And it's not saying reply with your bank details and things, it's just saying we're we're alerting you that something, something maybe might, might yeah. affect you. Yeah. And yeah. there's another thing as well, because the we call obviously it's the government's emergency alert system. That somebody somewhere in an office, wherever, in the control centre is probably the best way, somebody has to say, we have a potential emergency here, mm. bang out this alert to mm. this area or nationwide or wherever it is. Uh, and then that just literally goes to all mobile uh, companies that yeah. then blanket send that message out. And just as much as if it goes through to your phone because it's on, there's obviously a record of all the phones it should have gone to that are all turned yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> so even if you've turned it off, you know, it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, they've turned it off. They've turned it off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Reverse engineering. <laughs> Reverse engineering. But I, I need at this point to point out, okay, this I don't trust the government. It's also used equally available and used by, by the actual emergency services themselves. Yeah. You know, it's not some clandestine government thing that suddenly they're going to be sending you yeah. subliminal messages in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. Consume. Consume, <laughs> consume, you know, vote Tory, vote Tory, that kind of stuff. It's, um, yeah, the emergency services have access to it because they're the ones that suddenly have to respond to something. Yeah, so and they'll probably be the ones that trigger it anyway. So if, it's, if there's a localised emergency, they're the ones that are going to suddenly hit the... Of course, I'd, yeah. love to, I'd like to know that there's something <laughs> going on in the area. So it's, a, it's an alert system. Yes, it is a government emergency alert system, but it's used by the government, yeah, any government that is going to be in because we're not talking about the current Tory government, if Labour win the next election, which they probably will, uh, then this is not a political podcast. It's not, but they probably will. Then that's my prediction. <laughs> then that'll be the government, yeah. yeah, or any party that is the government in charge. Yeah. In charge. It's kind of like it's, this alert system is going to be there regardless of who the yeah. government is, and it's there for the emergency services to alert people mm. to these events. So anyway, so I had this. I don't trust. The government, which was an odd one. Another one that said the government should go and jump off a cliff. All of them, <laughs> collectively. <laughs> collectively. It could be like something from Doctor What Who. that's quite got to do with the emergency alert system, I don't I know. Government is but a... then again, maybe <clears throat> they'd send out an emergency alert system if the whole of the government was jumping off a cliff. <laughs> I don't know. Also, government is more of like a concept, so the concept. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the implications of that would be horrific, <laughs> like the entire kind anarchy. of anarchy. Anarchy, yeah. Yeah, another one which is kind. Of, I, I tell you, what, I, I'll come to. The, there's two more that I've, I've listed down. Start with this one. Uh, the fact that I mentioned it briefly before, we don't have many natural disasters in the UK. So why did we? Why are we bothering with it? Yeah, that's just like assuming nothing now, is going to ever happen to you. Now. Kind of, that's an odd one because I had a bit of feedback from that once that post went up. Other people feed it back because I've had friends, they don't live in South Wales now, they've just moved. But literally every year in South Wales, I'd get messages coming through saying, oh, the hillside's on fire again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, Up in Norfolk, the houses are falling off the cliffs there mm -hmm. yeah. because of sudden you know, spring high tides. Mm. Last year, we had the hottest summer in the UK ever. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. We were doing a Geocast podcast, weren't we? Yeah. Episode, On the hottest day. Well, episode evidence of it. Flashback right there. <laughs> flashback. We were dying of heat exhaustion. <laughs> and uh, But what happened that, that really, as far as I'm aware, hasn't happened before. I mean, yes, we have wildfires on, on you know heather heaths and, and places like that and, yeah but 
you had actual uh, urban conurbations in Kent, villages mm. that were suddenly catching fire, yeah. houses, yeah. Were going, and that fire was spreading through the houses. Now, if you were in that situation where you were working just down the road, mm. wouldn't you want to get an emergency alert saying, "Of course, there's a yeah. wildfire and it's it's literally <laughs> it's heading, heading your way," and and you could like you had the opportunity to get back to your house and maybe get stuff out of it or get your pets out of it or whatever. Yeah, you know, or maybe you've nipped out to the shops and you suddenly get an alert through saying, "Oh crap, my house is potentially going to burn down." So they're coming back with your shopping and realizing yeah. your house is gone. <laughs> you know, so so you know, it's it's not a joke. It, it, it it's a, it's something that when we say we don't have many natural disasters. We do have lots. It just might not apply to yeah. you specifically. Yeah, you think these disasters occur every year, but if they don't occur to you, maybe you've never paid any attention to them. Do you remember on the south coast there was a, a stretch of railway that the sea mm. washed out into? Yeah, the mm. sea broke it all up, and there yeah. was a lot of problems. The cliffs were collapsing, and things. It happens, but perhaps what we should be thinking about is with global warming, the way it's being told to us all. The potential for natural disasters, as in like last year with the wildfires, surely the risk is getting greater. Yeah. Because we're getting more and more bouts of extreme weather that suddenly hit us in one go. Mm. Extreme amounts of water from flooding, extreme Rain. heat. Exactly. Winds. Therefore, it, isn't it a good thing to suddenly have... Well, actually, it's the wrong term saying suddenly. Well, I'll get back to that. But having an emergency alert system in place when we are potentially looking forward to an increase in mm. coming years of yeah. natural disasters. Well, don't you remember when that wind happened last year and that knocked that tree down the road? Yes. Like, into, like it, into the road. Into the road and into the roof of yeah, the Yeah, that was like hit everyone really kind of severely. I also find that as a weird argument anyway to say that we don't have many. So what, why, what's the point of having it? Because when, having it, yeah. when that alarm went off, I didn't go... Oh, I can't wait for the next natural disaster to happen so I can <laughs> test whether it works or not. Well, works I went, okay, that's a thing that I have. Doesn't necessarily mean I yeah. ever want to hear it. Yeah, but again, that <laughs> comment was about I don't understand why we need it because we don't have many natural disasters. Mm. But again, let's reiterate, it's not just there for natural disasters. Yeah, it's there for uh, you know terrorist potential mm. terrorist attacks or. Bunsfield Oil Depot a few years ago yeah. near Hemel Hempstead that, that exploded. Yeah. I think it was the biggest. Um, Did they feel it in France? Or yeah, it's the biggest explosion <laughs> since the Second World War yeah. in, in Europe or something. It was when that went off. <laughs> uh, our front door literally rattled while I was having my coffee. I thought it was really windy outside. Mm. I went out and it was like dead still. I was like, a bit odd. And then yeah. I put the news on and found out that the oil depot had blown up. Yes. But if you lived in that area, mm. uh, then you would suddenly get an alert saying, you know. Yeah. Hold <laughs> tight for a sec. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, I don't think they Get could have the preempted it. No, they could have preempted it, but it could have turned into, I mean, a lot of houses and things. I mean, my sister lives near nearby and car alarms were going off left, right and centre. Windows smashed Windows in. smashed yeah. in, things like that. Um, they could still, if, say, for example, you've got an oil depot like that and it's got, uh, say it's got eight oil um, silos and two have exploded. Mm then you could have the potential for the rest yeah. to go up. So to have an early warning saying, this has occurred. This is what's happened. We yeah. want you to evacuate the area just in case. There you go. Well, the, um... So it kind of negates <clears throat> it just being for natural disasters. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Will the emergency alert actually specify what's happening? Or will it just be a sort of generic one that says something bad is happening? Um, 
I'm assuming that it would have, I wouldn't expect, well, I don't know, I suppose it wouldn't just be one alert, would it? Mm. If you had an alert, it might be if there is serious risk to life that you'll get an alert, an initial alert, which might have some information. Yeah. And then you'll get a further alert with more information. Say where to go. Or and something. if yeah. they were saying we need to evacuate people out of this area, they'd probably bang that that through. Like an immediate know, evacuation signal yeah, or something. Mm. Until they are sure that as most people, as many people have received it, then you know, they can yeah. wish. You know, this is you know, if you just set it off once, and somebody goes, oh, I'm paying attention to that. You know, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then it goes off again. Then it goes off again. You know, you, you yeah. You got to get people's attention. No. No. Seriously. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to go now. You know. So uh, we're talking to you, Darren. Get out. Yeah. You can. You know. Don't forget to take Fluffy with you. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah. So in that situation, I think this is a is a, a great thing. Um, so natural disasters. Yeah. It's not just for natural disasters. But then this leads me on to my final one on this. And this is, I actually, this one was off of the news when they were interviewing people about it. There was an old age pension couple sitting on the bench and the gentleman said, so why have they just instigated it now? What, do they, what aren't they telling us? Mm. What are they expecting oh, is going to happen? The right. nukes. The nukes are going to start <laughs> falling. Um, and that kind of reflected one other comment that i had which was you know why have why is it suddenly been put into place yeah i did yeah. see a lot of people say well they're saying it's for natural disasters but really it's for when yeah. the nukes drop but. right okay the main thrust of that was why have they suddenly suddenly decided to implement this mm. well actually if you research in which i have they started to uh, as i said before we're not the only country that has this system yeah other countries have had it in place for a long time. The UK government decided As to... As always, we're behind everyone. <laughs> <yeah>. UK <laughs> government has been decided to do this, and they have basically been implementing it since 2014. Yeah. They started testing in 2014. Almost, almost 10 years. Then. And it's been progressively, you know, networks have changed, things have happened, they've been testing it, testing it, testing it, and it's only now gone fully live and in fact i think it's kind of been delayed recently because i'll be posting up about it you know or oh, it should be live oh no it's been stored again so, so do you think right. it's just bad timing i i think with everything that's happening in well i obviously the i mean i'd prefer to have it now than yeah. <laughs> yeah too so, late yeah so what i'm trying to say is they were already in the process of putting this into place long before Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's obviously been felt that we needed some kind of national early warning system for natural disasters, terrorist attacks, and dare I say, if the bomb drops. Mm. <laughs> or meteors. But of course, pe <laughs> people are suddenly going to jump on that bandwagon about, what if the bomb drops? Yeah. Okay. Mm. And so I think that's where we're going to move on to next. <laughs> about Part two I, of the podcast. Part two. <laughs> I said to you guys that when I was growing up in the 70s, yeah. during the Cold War, we did have an early warning system. Mm -hmm. Yes. Of sorts. Yes. So let me just explain that first. We didn't have mobile phones. There was no way that you could get a blanket signal out to everybody. Yeah. So what do you think we had? TV. <laughs> would TV? It, would it just, Radio? just be a big speaker? Emergency. Would, what what is, we uh, had was... Sirens. Yeah, the emergency. Yeah. The emergency alarms. Yeah. Sirens. Like an air raid Be siren. During the Cold thing. War, we had an early warning uh, 
system that was set up and it had these little mini bunkers uh, you can look up look this up on, on the internet for, for if you want to do deeper research about it but they had like mini bun- bunkers all over the uk mm. that were manned in order to give us that back in the day four minute warning of right, an yeah. imminent nuclear strike and if there was a threat of nuclear strike then the sirens would go off mm-hmm. and that's when we were given out the uh, protect and survive leaflet which yep. was a bit of a joke really <laughs> you know telling you to take your doors off and yeah go to the center of your home there you go there's a topic for them. another podcast yeah well we have to do that um what to do in the i'd like the... to i'd actually really like to do a protect and survive maybe if we watch the whole yep because on the i'll get to it a bit later but yeah, yeah. i would yeah Write yep. that down. Whoever, yeah. we'll, do, whoever, we'll do one on Protect and Survive. The but producer anyway. who plans these podcasts. <laughs> this, I'm going to play it now. This was what I was used to. And I say I was used to it because they used to test the sirens once in a while. And as a young person, those sirens were both eerie, but also really terrifying. I can imagine, yeah. But they used to set them off. So I'm going to just play this, all right? Don't panic, anyone. attacked by nuclear weapons, these are the warning sounds you must recognize. First, the attack warning. If an attack is expected, the sirens will sound a rising and falling note like this. So that was absolutely <laughs> horrible. But so when people are complaining that they don't trust the government because their alarms going off on their phone, if that starts playing, yeah, you, you got go. no choice on <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, and, and I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd just be out in the back garden. Yeah, and suddenly you'd hear them just, tr- just basically testing the sirens yeah. off across the valley. Would, would you know that it was a test? Would you get informed that it was a test, or would it no, just be spontaneous? Get, we didn't get a. a, 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 a um, yeah, any kind of notification they were doing a test. On your, mobile. They were doing, on your mobile. No, on your, you didn't on your, have on your iPad, uh, it says. <laughs> what I remember is them just setting it off. So it was, you know, and it just stay on. Right. And then it'd go off. Mm. And you'd all be going, what the hell's that about? Should we be? And then, uh, <laughs> Should uh, I be running yet? <laughs> yeah. But that was it. Wow. It was almost like they just tested it to would make they sure they're working. Would they have been sort of older World War Two ones? Because they do sound a little bit sort of... Yeah, there's kind of... Uh, like a conch shell, do you yeah. know the type of ones? Yeah. yeah. Don't they have like a, a crank handle on them? Oh, you can get those manual operated ones. These, I think, were on a lot of buildings. Um, I'm sure Glenn um, uh, Sharp, who came in to do the Bigfoot. Friend uh, of the one, show. Yeah, friend of the show. And, and the aliens. Uh, yeah, and aliens. Uh, I'm sure he mentioned about them uh, being in Stevenage yeah, and mm. him hearing them going off when he was a kid. Mm. But that was a terrifying sound. Yeah. Now you're living. Even, even now, that's a yeah. creepy sound. <laughs> you're living with this cloud yeah forgive the analogy over your head where we were so so on the knife edge of nuclear war mm. Mm. and you'd hear these sirens being tested and you'd be given out the protect and survive leaflet and then those um public information films were shown on the television saying that if yeah. you hear this yeah. sound i think even frankie goes to hollywood 
mm. use that voice in Two Tribes Go to War. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's kind of, oh man, this, it was. It is very horrible. eerie. That whole the whole protect and survive, you know, sort of thing and, is so eerie. You know, so so although this current system was implemented way beyond, yeah, way before the current conflicts that are happening, yes. Obviously, I assume that it is there to give us early warning if there was a potential nuclear strike. Hmm. Yes. And uh, to that end, we gave you some homework, didn't we? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, <laughs> we've been so looking forward to this. <laughs> we, we've been looking forward to this. We gave Jack some homework because um, for those of you who are listening, uh, there's a particular cartoon. Yes. Call it? Yeah. Called When the Wind Blows. Yeah, I was And I'd yeah. say a lot of people are probably familiar with that one. Yes. And I watched it when I was a kid and it was very poignant at the time. Yes. You watched it, Jack, obviously, and then you lent it so I could show it to It was Zach. done by the same artist who did the snowman. <laughs> Raymond Briggs. <laughs> Raymond Briggs. And uh, so if you like the snowman, so when I watch the snowman, you can watch the snowman, you, you can't <laughs> get I mean, check, even, check out where the wind blows. Yeah, even the snowman's it. got a very quite quite bleak ending anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, the <laughs> I think Raymond Briggs was just well, I won't spoil the ending of the snowman. But so <clears> but, but but that's that. But there was another film yeah. when I was a kid that came out. That was so bleak. And, and and it was shown in schools, I believe, as well. Wow. And it was called Threads. Yes. And Zach's watched it with me. Oh, yeah. But you hadn't seen it. Yes. So before this podcast, so, <clears throat> we gave it to you yeah. as your homework. And this is where we're taking it from now. Yes. So I was going to say a little bit of background. At the end of the last podcast, after our sort of recording session, we always talk about what the next subject's going to be. <laughs> um, and we obviously discuss a little bit about prepping and it sort of got on to nuclear war. And I mentioned that I'd not seen Threads. I'd heard of it. I'll be honest, I thought it was like a TV show, mm-hmm. like an actual mm-hmm. series. Yeah. yeah. Didn't realise it was a film. Um, you very kindly... <laughs> <laughs> kindly. <laughs> you got, you li- were very, listeners, very generous. <laughs> we, we had a message from Jack, <laughs> and he told us about how he'd had a really nice day. I had a really day. nice day, yeah. Had a it was really full nice of positivity. Day. Fantastic. <laughs> and then it finished off with one line saying, and then I watched Threads. And then I watched Threads. <laughs> <laughs> oh <dear. laughs> ruined your day so you let me the the blu-ray just so yep. i could watch it and like digitally remastered high by definition way. get all the all, all the, the detail, all yeah. the detail. <laughs> <laughs> um so maybe we should explain kind of what it's about so i'll get on to that okay um there's a few films that have kind of like sort of war films like that have affected me a little bit mm-hmm. threads is one of them <laughs> um when the wind blows as we mentioned yep. 1986 directed by jimmy t murakami um, so it's a British animated film. I actually have the BFI release, okay. and if you get Br- that British Film Institute, yes, if you get that release, there's a second disc which has the whole Protect and Survive. Ah, I believe of, I, I think Threads, the disc we gave you as well, has got it on there. I, I didn't go into that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you had you I'd too traumatised. I had enough. I didn't really fancy going through the special features. Traumatising features more like special traumatising features. Um, the other one is Come and See, which is from 1985, mm-hmm. um, which is a Soviet anti-war film. Very bleak, very depressing. Probably never going to watch it ever again. <laughs> I've got the Criterion release, but yeah. Um, which was from 1985. Um, when the Wind Blows was 1986, uh-huh. and then Threads was 1984. So all of these films have yep. all come out within that period of time mm-hmm. which she was mm-hmm. talking about. So, Threads was directed by Mick Jackson, written by Barry Hines, and it's a British TV film, which I found out. Um, very, very bleak is probably the best way I can describe it. Um, 
as I mentioned with those other films, few films are very have sort of affected me mm. like that. Did you sleep? <laughs> I did. <laughs> just because I'd been to work, I was tired. But if that was uh, any other day, shivering in fear, and you got tired. <laughs> it's all that fallout. It's because he took the door off his <laughs> yeah. bedroom and made a temporary shelter to sleep in. I think what what I was saying a little bit about before we start recording is it's almost got this sort of documentary feel yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. It's just under two hours, and there's a few sort of intersecting n- moments which have like a documentary style narration and it's almost describing like what happened almost as if it's like a well like a documentary yeah um but yes very i mean the premise of the film premise of films before nuclear attack yes it is in the time of protect and survive yeah and people within the characters within the movie uh act upon that leaflet don't they? yeah so there's uh, a moment um there's like a family i think it's a mum and dad and then a daughter and they, you sort of follow two families. Um, yeah. The other family has a son, and the yep. uh, son and daughter are having a baby. So it's kind of just very much like just everyday life. Yeah. But you start to see like these, as you say, protect and survive, and some of the TV messages. There's sort of constant news stories mm-hmm. in the background when they're yeah. sitting in the pub. And basically um, waiting for that early warning. Yes. Didn't they have a group of like. Um, politicians in a bunker somewhere. Yeah, yeah so there's the local uh, council. Yeah, which I found particularly interesting. Yeah. yeah, so just talk about the families. There's a moment where the dad, I think, of, of the daughter, has yep. a protect and survive leaflet on the table, and the family are just getting ready for their day and, yep. and breakfast and everything. And he's really studying this mm-hmm. protect and survive. And I think a couple of scenes later, you see him sort of unscrewing the door, oh, so, yeah. starting to put the door against the wall. So they obviously did their research in the protect and survive. Thing was happening at the same time you mentioned the um i think they call him like the war i can't remember what they call him but he's got a title he's basically one of the counselors for sheffield yeah set I, in sheffield. I, what i found interesting about that is because obviously it's based on fact yeah know, what if this happened and and that thing that basically tells you that it doesn't matter where you live but your local council there are members of the council and mm. obviously council members change but as those council members change, then other council members would be take over their positions. But a position they probably wouldn't have even expected they'd get yeah. is the fact that they've suddenly got to be in control of if there is yeah. a huge disaster. And in, in this yeah. instance, a nuclear attack, that they're suddenly in charge yeah. and of organising it. There's a really... But not organising the attack, organising the... Yeah, yeah. What, what, a, the, what the after effects? What to do? What to do? There's a really sort of like sinister moment where he's at his desk in his office, and he puts the phone down, and then he opens his drawer. And there's two black folders in the drawer. One of them says, I think it's like War Book Volume One. And he takes that out, and underneath is War Book Volume, volume Two. two. <laughs> so you need to start reading that quick. Yeah, no, I mean, if I and it's been a while since I've watched this movie, but then he starts to have to ring other councillors because he yeah. has to get his team together. Get yeah, like and all these people never, ever, ever expect yeah. this is ever going to happen. And the narration, like the sort of the documentary-style narration, says a lot of these people are uh, learning this on the job. Yeah, like they'd never trained for this scenario. No, they're just at literally all. you're being grabbed and told you got to do this. And there's a moment he talks to his secretary, and she says like, "Oh, I'll talk to you later." And he begins to put his photographs in his briefcase and lock his briefcase. I'm like, okay, so that's a, a sign that he's not coming back to the <laughs> yeah, office. He knows exactly what's going on. <laughs> At this um, point. But there is that moment. It's probably, I think it's about 40 minutes in. So there's quite a bit of build up. And then suddenly you hear the alarm. And then there's the 
bang. <laughs> and then after that, it's just, yeah, sadness. <laughs> but, but again, a, bang, a bang followed by sadness. It's, it's, I think it life. takes the, the title threads. It's because of all the threads that in, interconnect to, yeah. to, for this networked. Yeah, you see, the, you see the sort of ripple effect, really. Yeah. It's really, yeah. But again, for those people who maybe uh, think that if you were you know, struck by a nuclear attack and survived through it, that the old world is now gone mm-hmm. and we're now in a new world. But no, there are plans in place by your local authority, by central government, mm. these people that have gone into their bunkers, to round people up, mm. <clears throat> put them into work yeah. parties, and if you don't work, you don't get fed. Yeah. There, there is literally, these are real things that are real. Mm. Yeah. If you think you're going to come out of it and say, okay, right now... Mad Max. I am going <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to gonna rule the wasteland. Exactly. <laughs> Lord Humongous. If there are anybody... Al- if there is anybody alive who is part of that network, they are just going to try and organise anybody that's still surviving yeah. into it's almost forced labour camps. Semblance of like organisation. And, yeah. and, and again, it comes down to that. If you've got any food stocks or anything... Yeah. It goes into the pool. It goes into the pool, you mm. know, and you get done if you are seen to be hoarding. Hoarding, yeah. yeah. If you're all prepping. If you're a prepper, think, then you've got to really watch yourself at that point. There's a moment where they eat a sheep or something. They find a dead sheep and they're like, is the is the meat safe to eat? And Guess you'll find out. Yeah. And then <laughs> next scene, they're tucking into but it. But it's a real sheep. It's yeah. a real sheep. <laughs> I mean, that's what they used to do back in those old uh, 70s uh, programs and films. They used real Actual things. animals. Yeah. You know, because like in Survivors, they did that, didn't they? Yeah, they, rabbits, yeah, things Dogs like that. running around. Or ch- you know, they, an elephant at one point, but they yes, didn't eat the elephant. They didn't eat the elephant. But they just it was interesting they actually put an elephant in it yeah there was a very interesting moment I I, I I I said this before the podcast but I don't think there's a perfect time to watch Threads no but I certainly watched it at a... don't watch it after a nuclear strike <laughs> if you have the facility to do that yeah probably not it's not going to cheer you up at yeah, all yeah no just relive the whole thing <laughs> yeah um, there's yeah, not enough bean bags and dark rooms <laughs> that are going to get you through I, there I definitely think I, it should be <clears> kind of broadcast on like a yearly basis on the TV I don't right. think can you a... imagine if you broadcast something like Threads now no. the amount of trigger warnings that would have to be on it it'd be yeah. great I'd the enjoy it so much complaints people would you, yeah. would, you wouldn't know. It Maybe wouldn't. So, if they have a setting so they can turn it off. <laughs> uh, yes. like, like the emergency alert system. It's just called the off button on the I remote. I can deactivate it. <laughs> yeah. so, you don't have to watch it. Yeah. So I, I would think, recommend it. I don't think there's a perfect time to watch threads, but I watched it at a time where obviously we've got these emergency alerts system happening. And I did notice a lot of kind of similarities between what's happening now. Yeah. yeah. One of the sort of... That, that is scary. Yeah, definitely. One of the more sort of minor scenes um, which stuck out was uh, there's a scene just before the explosion. Everyone's sort of panic buying, which we've seen a lot recently mm-hmm. with the pandemic. Um, there's an old lady character who's got like a basket full of shopping. Mm. Yep. And she takes it to the counter and he starts scanning them through. And she sees the price of all the food and she goes, I'd, I'd rather starve. And oh, hey, at this point, had they bumped the price up because people yeah, were so panic the money, buying? Yeah, so everything's gone up in price because obviously people are panic buying panic so buying they're making money out of it yeah um, and she goes well I'd rather starve than pay that for that for that shop alright then <laughs> and then she disappears and then within the next 10 minutes everything's flat <laughs> everything's gone yeah. Yeah. and there's yeah. a moment where everyone's running out of the shop with their trolleys and he's like you've not paid for that you've not paid for any of that <laughs> as if money's actually going to matter money doesn't matter at all yeah. yeah and even I suppose that's even more prevalent now with like 
lack of cash. We don't really use cash much anymore. It's all digital. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those prepper subjects about, you know, you'll get, read people that are prepping and they prep for financial collapse. What if the if, if, the, if the society has a major financial collapse? Mm. And so part of their prep is they buy gold and silver. Mm. Right. Because as far as they're concerned, that gold and silver will always be worth something to trade. Yeah. Now, if you are in a situation like, say, the Great Depression... Yeah, yeah, where everything's worthless. <laughs> everything's worthless, but society comes back. Yeah. Then if you have got a store of gold and silver, then yeah, yeah I can see how you know yeah. you've, you haven't got it into... It's a bit of a gamble. <laughs> gamble. But if you're talking about a scenario where society is completely collapsed... Ain't coming back in, anytime in soon. This, in this scenario <laughs> with mm. threads, it's after a nuclear strike. And it doesn't come back. <laughs> if you come and say, can I... Yeah, I've got a piece of gold. Can I have a tin of beans? I'm just <laughs> no. going to say no. <laughs> food is currency. I can't eat gold. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we that for? It's food, absolutely worthless. Food will become the currency, won't food, it? Food, medical supplies. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think we touched, touched on this on the other prepping episodes. Alcohol. Yeah. Things like that. Food, alcohol, medicines. <laughs> <laughs> Anything like that would be a currency. Yeah. Gold and silver. Can't see it myself, but there you go. So yeah, my my summary of threads is I'll probably never watch it ever again. <laughs> oh, no... <laughs> you, one day, one day, Jack. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully the bomb won't drop. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And we'll never hear the emergency yeah. alert system ever go off again. Don't jinx it. But one day you might have children of your own. You can relive this. <laughs> and you experience. can relive this experience <laughs> by making them watch it. Great. Back in my day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we can lend him survivors I to, next. I want to pass on my trauma to you. <laughs> this is what I had to sit through to do a podcast back in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> As they're crying. Yeah. <laughs> he can borrow survivors next. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's very bleak. Um, I would probably recommend, if you are if you have an interest... It doesn't in end this sort of subject. It, it doesn't, no. Don't, don't expect happy ending. <laughs> no, <not> <laughs> <all>. <laughs> no spoilers, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I would recommend it if you if you're interested in kind of the, if, the history of the Cold War and nuclear yeah, war. And that I think sort of if you're interested through the to know about the period that I it's through, a very good window into that era. It is yeah. a very good period because I was scared. Yeah. I, would you have been about me and Zach's age-ish? Uh, probably a bit younger. Yeah, a bit younger than probably a bit younger than you guys. Yeah. Probably about seventeen, eighteen. But old enough to know yeah. that. It could be a problem, <laughs> but I, 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 you literally were living in fear, mm. and it did rattle around in my head. And I say it's, I was uh, into my bushcraft and survival back in the it was since I was a kid. So yeah. that wasn't something that stemmed from this. The idea of prepping probably did, yeah, because you know this was a, and then of course what happens is not just threads, but you had. At the time, you started to get a lot of post-apocalyptic movies yeah, that yeah, were coming yeah, out. Yeah. And, uh, and so oh, many good stuff. So good ma- stuff. So many eighties post-apocalyptic movies where you think, you know, like you said, I shall be the king of the wasteland or whatever. <laughs> Lord you know? humongous. Mm. You know, and and of course it plays on the 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 actual reality of what's going on at the time. Yeah, and we all lived with this cloud. Now. A lot of people, I dare say, just went through their everyday life not thinking about it. But blissful ignorance. Blissful ignorance. But if you were a person that did think about it, you did watch When the Wind Blows, threads, read your Protect and Survive leaflet, then, yeah, of course it was enough for you to go, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. yeah. This, this literally could happen tomorrow. 
Will I, will I go to bed tonight and will I wake up tomorrow? And I think that's the, the character of the dad in Threads when he's watching the TV and there's a news report saying that like tensions are building and there mm. could be something bad. And everyone's walking in front of the TV and he's trying to really listen to what's going on. But they're more concerned about the day having, having their friends over for dinner and yeah. things. It's like you put that into perspective. Um, especially after what happens. Yeah, and I think... It's, as, it's a very big comment on society. Yeah, as, happens as well as being a window of that time, mm. as you said, it has a hell of a lot of reflection of... Yeah, so many. It's yeah. so relevant. Yeah. So I think that if you wanted to watch something just to... <laughs> this is how so, To experience what it could be like. Yes, definitely. If it happened now, yeah. then it's a very good kind of representation, it even really though is, it's yeah. a terrifying representation. It, I think it has to it be. It doesn't though, pull any punches. Not at all. Not yeah, at there all. is no softly soft. They're not nice to anybody. Yeah. That, in, in, there's no. You know, yeah. There's no reset button or yeah. anything. It's just. No, nobody comes out of it well. <laughs> yeah. There's no deep emotional, heart to heart, get together yeah. moments yeah. between people, increasing the drama of the yeah, situation the, it's just the, the real things happening on at screen at the end of it there's no kind of like ah oh, they survived at the end yeah. type of thing it's just I'm not even going to talk about the ending no, no it is terrifying is, it yeah. may have been worse to go out in the initial strike well there's a subject that I would cover at some point yeah. yes. I, I think we should do a, a protect and survive podcast I maybe so. talk about the actual protect and survive well, um, the prepping podcasts are doing really, really well, and they're very, we very will, popular. Thank you very much for listening to them. Yes, thank you so um, much. Maybe we could uh, watch them, watch it through, and then maybe discuss about mm-hmm. what we, uh, sort of because yeah. I know it's quite long. There's a lot of different. Oh, segments, there's a lot isn't of there? Yeah, I, I hated the sound of the fallout. We'll have to include oh, that in God, the podcast. That's um, but yeah, so that was. The early warning system I grew up with and the threat of imminent nuclear war. Yes. And how horrendous the fear was Mm. that that was going to be a thing. And it really was. And unfortunately, that's when Putin invaded Ukraine and started saying, you know, I'm quite happy to push the button. Mm. All those dark emotions from my younger years that I've never thought about, Mm. thought, was gone out of my life. Yeah. Hmm. Here I am in my late fifties, and it's like a door opened, and yeah. it all coming flooding back, and it's yeah. like horrible. It puts a lot of to things into that, perspective. Yeah, but yeah. to think that there is somebody out there who is willing to do that, to, that is willing and to ruin, capable, ruin so many lives. Just by that, don't just don't go there. I've al- I've always had an interest in like World War Two history, and even like a bit of the Cold War. I never thought I would get to a point where I genuinely fear oh, that gosh, that yeah. could happen. Mm. I wouldn't want this. You thought it was a thing of the past. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's in the history. Increasingly world. relevant. We are mm. in the 21st century. We should be beyond this. Yes, exactly. And suddenly we find ourselves thrown back into this. And I can. So I never thought I'd be able to sympathise with how you felt back in the 80s. I, yeah, I would now. say <laughs> originally it would have been very difficult you, for, for either of you to, yeah. to kind of even try and get a, a, grasp, a grasp of what that would like. And now... Sadly, it's you're so relevant, and I think as well the kind of big difference is things like the internet, where people can spread oh. misinformation. Yeah. Fear, oh, we've been talking about fear. That, yeah. Just oh. they can spread oh, their own theories and everything. Exactly, this uh, that just mounts on everyone's put, head as well. It puts the pressure on your shoulders even mm. more if you're going to read that kind of stuff. Sometimes you can't even avoid it. You can't mm. avoid it. But if you're one of these people that gets hooked and you keep reading into this stuff... Mm. It can really mess you up. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mess you up. And, and that's when you have strange opinions, you know, because yeah. uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that as long as you uh, 
you st start getting the general populace to distrust the experts in subjects, then you can manipulate them yeah. really easily yeah. with yeah. fake news. Mm. When that starts to happen, which it already has, mm. then you're on a slippery slope. A rocky road. Yeah. Because once you distrust people, the experts in subjects, who are you going to try? <laughs> who, who are then, trying to help you? Then you're going to start, when you start believing in the snake oil peddlers, mm. you know, that's yeah. it. And then you don't know which way to turn. Oh, no, we're going to have to do another conspiracy but theories anyway, episode now. Anyway, back, <laughs> to the too, main, back to the main <laughs> subject. The government emergency alert system, I think it's a good idea. To quote other people, I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. I think yes. you've nailed on the head right there. And I think we yeah. should leave it there. I don't think there's any government conspiracies. There was one other thing that popped up. One person did say they were turning it off because they didn't. They, they wanted to know who was behind it making all the money. Right. But as much <laughs> as my research can go, I can't see that this emergency alert system has got anything to do with anybody making loads of money. Hmm. Or how that's meant to work. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't give across my bank details. <laughs> no, no, no. So as far as I'm aware, it's an emergency alert system which is funded by government taxpayers money and it's there for everybody's benefit if, if it needs to be used and hopefully we'll never hear it yeah, hopefully we'll never use and it'll just be sitting there as a dormant system yeah. with like a bat phone yeah yeah <laughs> i wonder if there is a bat a big red phone with one button on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> what for batman <laughs> yeah for batman yeah, that's maybe where we should end this just think of that that somebody is being employed to sit in the bat cave yeah. next to that phone. <laughs> At last, the emergency <laughs> alert system. Ooh, cool, wait, wait, are you happy about that? <laughs> I don't know. Can I get the job? I'm on the job. <laughs> I mean, Michael Keaton's coming back as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that. But that's a different subject altogether. Yes. That's two podcasts now. We've ended on a bit of a, a, dow, a downer. No, we, we need to... No, on the, next on, episode, we need to have a fun, a happy on podcast. The, on the fun. positive side, <laughs> on this one, the positive side is this emergency alert system is there to hopefully save lives. It's a positive yes. thing. Yes, it's definitely. a positive thing. 100%. Not a deep conspiracy to add to all the rest of it. <laughs> Okie dokie. So ah, right, okay, that brings that us point. back to Word of the Week. Oh, it's Word of the Week. Word of the Week. Word of, oh, oh sorry, you, go, you go straight into this. Okay, Word of the Week. Are we going to go operatic with this one? Word, word of, of the, the week. week. Word of the Week. Word anyway, the Word of the Week is was nipple. Nabble. Nabble. <laughs> nabble. Oh, he's back to his nipples. There again. were bees, not peas. <laughs> nabble. Nipple. Nabble. Stop Naples. it, you. Bring me. Nabble. What does nabble mean? <laughs> nabble. Stop want, it, you. Stop it. I want a nabble. I don't know. Nabble. Um, I don't know. A nabble. A nabble. I feel like it's like something like a, a chit chat between friends. Have you have a, a you have, have a, a nabble. Have a, a nabble. It's like a. Oh yes. Or maybe if you're a gossip. Yeah. You're gossiping. You're you're nabbling. You nabble about someone. You're yeah. talking about them behind, behind the back. The back. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. We'll go with that. Okie dokie. It's gossiping. Okay. So. Nabble is to gnaw, a stronger word than nibble. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you're that wasn't far off. <laughs> nibble of a nibble. Everyone was, was laughing at me when I said nipple, but all, I was actually saying nibble the whole time. <laughs> it was a mispronunciation, okay? Nibble, so you're having a slightly stronger nibble if you're, gnaw a, if you're having a nabble. Right. So you're nabbling a bone. Yes. <laughs> so that was nabble. Stop nabbling my bone. I'm nabbling on some raw sheep. I was going to bring that up. So we're in the wasteland and we're going to have a nabble. <laughs> you nibble, I'll nabble. And you'll gnaw. There's three of us. Who's nibble, nabble, or gnaw? <laughs> I don't want to be nibble. I'll be nipple. I'll be nabble. Did you say nipple again? <laughs> you'll gnaw. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe to this channel and comment below any suggestions of topics or activities you'd like to listen to in future episodes. That's a gnawing goodbye from Zach. That's a nabbling goodbye from Buzz. That's a sad goodbye from Jack. Oh, not even a nibble. <laughs> no, not this time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you can find the Now We Know Show podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music and Apple Podcasts. Check out the Zach Wild Productions social media pages on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter or visit the Zach Wild Productions website at www.zachwildproductions.com. Please get in contact, we'd love to find out how you're listening to us. So get in touch in the comments and don't forget to check out Zach Wild Productions on Patreon to become an official ZWP patron today. (laughs) 